We're going to have a video here in just a second, but we have a very special guest with us here this morning, Dr. Janet Ballard, and uh, she's from Back Creek Christian uh, Back Creek Christian School. She's the superintendent there, and uh, we have a great opportunity this morning to hear a little bit from her, her heart for the school and everything, and uh, and I hope she's getting a little taste of, of our heart here at Eastside, and you get to feel some of our love this morning as well. So we love you. We we're so glad that you're here with us this morning, and uh, let's go ahead and roll that video so we can see a little bit about what's coming. Back Creek is definitely open a huge door for me. When I was in first grade, we had a karate club at Back Creek. And you know, I had thought about sports before, but karate, not really. So I took the flyer home to my parents and my dad had the same reaction. He had envisioned me being a baseball player. But um, long story short, I signed up and uh, I've been doing it for 11 years now. I'm an instructor at two different locations and I plan to make a living out of it one day. So it's really opened a big door for me. I was a poor reader when I first came here. Yeah, BCCA has helped me to use my gift of reading, you know, to a point where I'm now a better reader than well, several many adults. We're learning subtraction. Um, that God is always with you at all times, because we will always have, we will always pray about everything, and it has taught me that no matter what, God's going to be with you. Well, since I've been here, I've come to understand that God will bring freedom. I remember it was maybe a week, well, a week ago, and Miss Kyle, she was giving our lesson in chapel, and we talked about accepting God. And I immediately realized that if I accept God, then I also accept freedom from shame. My classes are all pretty challenging, well, except for math. Especially reading. Like I said earlier, we've been pushing ourselves to a deeper level of thinking, and that's not always easy. I've challenged me to be a better person and strive for the highest, not try to settle with the lowest or the lowest I can get that's still good, but to be above average. Well, I'm impressed by how welcoming everyone is. When I first came to Bat Creek, I expected to be like lonely because since it's a private school that people have known each other for years and I was very surprised to have friends. Teachers are very casual, very open. They're, with my teachers, you know, there's some respect, but there's 
also, you know, confidingness and honesty and, you know, a personal relationship. I would describe it that I love them. We had a revival, I think it was the, the second night, and it was pretty, pretty intense revival. And, um, you know, I was sitting there and the pastor said, if you would like a teacher to pray for you, go over and the, pre uh, the teacher will be happy to. So I stood up and I walked over to Mr. Rose and he put his hand on my shoulder and he prayed for me. And that showed me that, you know, there's such a tight-knit community here at Back Creek that you don't get at um, some of the bigger schools or some of the secular schools. The teachers. Well, I would say it's a small school for this thing. And then I would go into the connections with the teachers and how it's very friendly. And then you can ask, you can have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with the teachers about work. And if you have a question, you can come in after class and have a talk about it to a point where you can understand it. If somebody was on the fence about coming to BCCA, you know, I would, I would tell them of our community, you know, how open it is, how friendly we are. I would tell them that the bigger school is not always the better school. I was supposed to go to a public school before this, but my mom decided that I need to go to a smaller school, and I didn't know how that would turn out, but I see that it's a lot better than going to a bigger school. Definitely the, the, the friendliness of it. You can, you can go up and you can talk to any of the teachers. Um, there's not really that kind of hierarchy, I guess is a good word, of you know, teachers, talk with teachers, hang out with teachers, and students stay with students. You can really open up to the teachers, or you can just talk to them about anything. They're happy to help, um, and they're, they're fun. I mean, Pat Creek is a great school. whole lot of things in my hand. Let's hope I hit the right ones at the right time. So um, I'm going to, there we go. So um, before we begin, just let me pray if that's okay. Dear Father, I just thank you so much um, for who you are. And I thank you, Lord, for how I've been reminded of that today through the music and through the conversations and even through um, the video. And I pray, Lord, that somehow uh, the message of who we are as a school and how we have become that in and through you will be evident to the people in this room today and that your will will be done in your way um, through and in the lives of those people involved with Back Creek Christian Academy. And thank you, Lord. Thank you for that privilege. First of all, the privilege of knowing you as my Savior and then the privilege of serving you as my Lord. For it's in your name I pray it. Amen. So how can I, uh, this is a tall order. <laughs> it's a tall order to come in and try to capture my life's work in the amount of time. I, I mean, it's you all give lots of time, so I'm not worried about time. In fact, uh, I'm worried about filling it. But anyway, um, but since I've noticed on the schedule we're nowhere near to where we're supposed to be on the time frame, I've quit worrying about that. Um, but I, I am, I, to, to help you understand who we are is, is in the time frame is, is hard because I'm not just capturing who we are as a school. I'm really capturing my life's work and what God has called me to and the people God's called me to serve. 
And I know, and then we are so grateful as a school that you all have opened up your arms and your hearts to us. That's just a remarkable thing because quite frankly, you're just taking this at, at the word of others. You, and, and so, and just the faith involved with that process is encouraging to me as a head of school. And so I'm gonna try my best to share who we are with you um, and all the pieces of that quickly, but uh, condensedly, I guess is the best way of saying that, so that you can gra grab hold of that and, and, and know what you're getting yourselves into, but also to call you uh, even more specifically, because I know you're praying into prayer. So the first thing I just want you to know is who we say we are in terms of our mission. So Back Creek Christian Academy strives to prepare students, faculty, parents, and staff to use their unique gifts to serve God in an ever-changing world. Now, one, it's, too, it's way too long, and I know that, but, but it's, on, it's long on purpose because we want you to understand all of those people mentioned in there are, specific, are, are important. And we're not a school about just teachers coming in the door, teaching kids, and then leaving. We're a school that recognizes when we embrace education, we embrace growth in everyone. Not just intellectual growth, but spiritual growth. And God uses one to create the other. And so it's important that we are, are comprehensive in our growth trajectory and that everyone is trying to grow spiritually and that we, we take that role. Then I want you to understand what a student or a parent gets at BCCA. And by the way, this is exactly what I have been sharing all week long with parents in re-enrollment meetings, and it's what I'm going to tell parents on Thursday night, the 18th, this Thursday, about who we are as a school. And these are things that are characteristic of us. First, we believe in a culture of accountability. Second, we really embrace the fact that the body of Christ is rich and diverse in on all kinds of levels. And, and let me say that I, I, that's not necessarily typical of all Christian schools. And, and so as I have become, if God has called me into this thing, I realize more and more I can't do it in any other setting because the body of Christ must clearly represent the kingdom. Then he says about the kingdom coming to earth, and that's what I tell my kids in chapel. I say, look around, kingdom come to earth. Then also gifted professional staff, because if we are a school, just like if you're a church, then the people that come in that door, they must know what they're doing and they must be prepared to do that because that honors God. And then finally, and most importantly, we are an instructional program centered in the person of Jesus Christ. And I'm gonna speak to worldview and I'm gonna talk about a couple, just something quickly, but I want you to understand that in him, all things hold together. Okay, and when you take him out of something, it, everything flies apart. And so he is the person of Christ, embodies what we learn. And, and there is no, since he is all knowledge and all truth, there is no higher. So the way we keep ourselves accountable, a culture of accountability, and you can't read all of these, but I have them all up there because I want you to understand as a school, we keep ourselves accountable to school, uh, to accreditation, services, but we also keep ourselves accountable to organizations that keep us on our feet, on our biblical worldview, and on our business operations. So all of those things are important, and on each level, okay, and our curriculum and our pedagogy. We can't be a school unless we know how to be a school, and if we are not a good school, we don't honor it. Then 
we also, this is about speaking to the fact that we are a diverse school. And last, uh, two years ago, we, uh, we expanded our offering to international students, and the Lord has just opened that door. One pastor who found out who we are and had kids, and he has begun to bring those students into our school. And it's a beautiful thing. They help us. I am a better person. All right. I'm a better person for the children and the families that Lori allows me to interact with. Then, and, and I know you can't read that, but you can see it speaks clearly. The first one is about gender, okay? And the second one is about racial re representation. Um, and, and since we really want to reflect the area, not just the kingdom, but the area we serve in, that's important. It's really important. And, and we do that really on a dime, okay? That's, that's because we want to make sure that we give, it, we give folks the opportunity to be a part of our school. Um, then this is about um, professional staff, and you can't see that either, but I want you to know that each one of those boxes represents the fact that teachers are accredited, that teachers are certified, that teachers work on master's degree, that everyone is growing in their skill set, and then that they continue to do that by becoming more experienced in how they teach through through organizations that would help them. So even we we also this year op or opened up a door uh, on an ESE program, and that's a, a program for exceptional children. And so we have a number of children there on the spectrum, and that is really amazing to be able to serve a population of students because that also speaks to who God doesn't make mistakes. Okay, God does things by design, and so he brings those students to, gives those students to their families, and then he brings those families to us so that we'll be a better school as well. Um, although I have to tell you, it, uh, we had one kid who went up to his teacher, and he said, Miss, ba Miss, Miss Hickson, what happens if a teacher dies? And she said to him, Miss Ballard takes their place. <laughs> And so he came straight to me to tell me, to let me know what I was in for. Um, it's just a wonderful, wonderful thing. Um, so, and then this is, speaks to uh, the last point. Um, and so I, I found a picture of this and an illustration of this, but uh, a linchpin is that little thing in the middle, and this was the best picture I could find, but I think it speaks to Colossians 1.17 very well. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. So everyone knows what happens if that linchpin uh, is pulled out. The spokes on the wheel just falls apart. They fall apart. And so I've been in schools where I've walked in and I've seen beautiful instruction. I've seen variety of instruction. But the whole time I've been in there, I've struggled. And I realized that it was a, a, on a spiritual level, on a, spiritual, a spiritually intellectual level, because I understood quite clearly the struggle was related to the fact that there was a lot of good stuff, but it was here, and it was here, and it was here, and it was here, and there was nothing unifying it. There was nothing pulling it together, nothing holding it together. And so, you know, when we talk about that as a Christian educators, even Christian teachers don't always grasp what that means because they think it's throwing in a beautiful illustration or it's, it's tying back the bread to the bread of life. But, I, but everything that we study is a lens Jesus, for understanding who God is or God is the lens for understanding the concept. Okay? So, so everything that we do, in everything that we do, he is either, what we study is a lens for understanding him or he is the lens for understanding it.
So one of the things I've had a teach, I have a science teacher who is brilliant, really brilliant. He, I mean, he was a scientist before he was a science teacher. And why he, how God gave him to us is beyond my comprehension. But he shared with us this understanding in one of our meetings. So, you know, if you turn it this way, it looks like, a, it looks like Mickey Mouse. But if you turn it this way, if you turn it this way, it, do you know what it is? It's a molecule. Do you know for what? Yes. Exactly. It's a molecule for water, which, by the way, Wikipedia calls the solvent for life. Now, there's something you can preach on if you'd like to. Um, yeah, got that one. Hold on to that for later. Um, but, but it's not just about, so when we look at a water molecule, there, is, there are lots of things to understand. So when we talk to students about that, it's not just that a water molecule, it's an amazing thing, the most studied substance, all right, in education, really, or in science. It's the angle and it's the chemical makeup of water that brings it such a, makes it such an amazing thing. The angle allows it to have to bear the three properties. And, and of course, if it couldn't be ice, then we would not sustain life, okay? It would crush and destroy life, right? It, 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 it couldn't, the angle and what it's made of is what makes it create and sustain life. And, of course, we all know that the first thing we learn as kids is that we're 66% water. So you understand when we start to talk about that, can you see how we see that God is God, who is the living water? And can we see how that he is? And just like water is, it's in the air we breathe. You know, it's, it's everywhere. It's completely around it. We can't see it. And, and, and like that, God speaks to who he is, and it reflects his image as both creator and sustainer of life. And everything about the world that we live in does that. And anything that undermines that is not of him. And it's, and it's, and it's insidious. So just know that. You, you have to be on your guard all the time to realize that it's happening. And... So that, that speaks to who we are. And, and I want you to understand that, that when you bring us onto your campus, this is what you bring. You bring this skilled professionals. You bring this, this commitment to, to excellence. And you bring this understanding of what worldview and what Christian education looks like. And then you give us the opportunity to serve a population of people, to serve people who reflect the kingdom. And I promise you, who would not find it and have that opportunity anywhere else. So thank you. Thank you. You are partnering with us in a kingdom endeavor. And, and I want you to know that being a part of, of this organization already has, has helped bolster my faith. Okay, Because, I mean, I, Presbyterians don't really embrace. And, you know, it's really cool that we have also had a number of people come on our staff this year that would be, but that would be more comfortable more comfortable in your service than in one that I might be in, right? And they have taught me the, 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 the value of, of stepping out on faith and being and trusting the Lord. So how can you help us with this? These are, the two, these are your go-to things. Pray earnestly. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. I just need you to know those buildings out there are not going to end up on the ground with everything around them that we need to have a school unless you are praying. That is a guarantee. I am counting on your prayers. 
to hold us and keep us faithful, but to make it a reality. And then finally, share. We have a story. It's a pretty cool one, too. It's a very unique story that I don't have time to go from A to Z on, but it's a story you need to be telling, right? And it's an evolving story. So tell that story so other people know what's going on. So pray. <laughs> I'm watching it, right? Pray earnestly. Pray earnestly. Share constantly. And then you know where we are on this. We've had an $88,000 donation that helped us get here. We're prepping for stage two, which is the remodel. And then we're, we're prepping for stage three, which is the decking. I um, am so thankful. And one of the things that I want to share with you now through a video, and it's, I, I, we, could, we could go to, he told me I have to worry about time, so I'm not going to worry about time, so you're going to get to watch the whole thing, but I'm going to tee it up. We have two students in our school, very, very different. They will explain their differences. We are a classical school, so a classical pedagogy means that there's a lot of conversation. And conversation isn't just shut down because of disagreement. Okay? Because we know that iron sharpens iron. If we're all thinking and talking and looking the same, we're not challenging one another. Okay? We're just doing group think. And then when we do get challenged, when we walk out the doors of a church or of an organization, we don't know what to do with that. Okay? And what's more is I'm going to lose the benefit of what someone could teach me about myself and about God if I don't allow them to speak to me freely. And so the setting at where we're at allows that. And I want you to see how I, and I believe with all of my heart that it's, uh, it's the culture, that it speaks to the culture we live in, and it's the answer for the culture that we're living in. And so that's why I embrace what we do at Back Creek so strongly. And my prayer is that when you listen to these two young people have this conversation. By the way, Sean's, is Sean not here this, he's not here this morning right now. Is he next service? Maybe. Anyway, he helped us do these videos, and they're incredible. So snaps for Sean. Um, but I'm going to, um, I want you to recognize and see. I hope that when we're done, you will see how we speak to the culture that we live in and the power that you will give us to have as a church by partnering with us. Describe for us the, the key differences between you. Okay, so um, obviously I'm a female and I'm white and... I'm a black liberal. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a male black liberal. And I'm conservative, so we have... Um, those are like the main differences for sure. You're both very interested in politics, so yes. that's, that's like an interest that you both. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. one of our commonalities. We just see things from different, very different totally perspectives. Totally different. Yeah, uh -huh. opposite ends of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. um, so our conflict started um, most likely due to the uh, election that was happening at the time, and uh, we started to go back and forth and. Um, we just differed greatly on who we thought would be eligible for the presidency. So that was... Yeah, our conflict came a lot with the election as well, mm -hmm. but also with uh, some of the conflicting civil unrest that was going on with police brutality and shootings and things of that nature. We had some opposing views, as you can imagine, mm -hmm. uh, but we, we talked through them and we were given the environment that we were able to bring those conflicts up. 
uh, it was just me asking for clarity on what she meant. Um, and so it helped me understand that, of course, not all police are terrible. Not all police are out to, you know, kill and, and harm African-Americans. So it, it, she put in perspective for me, I think, what the goal, the overall, the overarching goal is to bring resolution to the conflict. I think that for me, it was, um, I was kind of stuck in a lot of stereotyping. And I think a lot of people um, are stuck in that uh, on both sides of the aisle. So um, <coughs> when I would ask Justin for clarity and he would give it uh, logically, I would discover that my stereotyping wasn't always uh, accurate. And I figured that uh, it's time to set aside um, bias or mm. stereotyping and look at it from a different way while still maintaining my personal political views. So, um, Definitely um, discussion-based uh, classes. I don't see that a lot in other schools uh, and even colleges actually. Um, it's mainly do this packet and you know we'll never talk about it kind of thing. <laughs> right. So when we're able to uh, work through things together as a class and we're able to talk it out with one another. I think that Bat Creek was able to foster a really great environment through those classes and through even just sitting at lunch uh, with our friends and discussing things. I think that we were able to have an environment to where uh, we could um, argue and agree to disagree basically. So One of the main characteristics that I enjoy is finding our commonality in Christ. I think that's one of the main components that helped. Bad Creek is a place where people can disagree on political, social issues or whatever, even religious issues, but still get to who the person is. You don't have to have a hard exterior about yourself. You can be vulnerable. And uh, so that's what helped me to understand who Sharon is as a person, aside from just political perspectives. <laughs> It has yeah. evolved. I remember when I first came into my 10th grade year and I remembered Sharon from when I saw her in middle school. Mm. And it was extremely different from how I see her now. Mm -hmm. I have definitely been able to, to track and trace the growth in her as a person and as just a critical thinker. Yeah. Um, she has become one of my best friends here at Bat Creek. Just, Honestly, so yeah, great. I remember I came in and I was super nervous and I was shaking my hands were going like this and I didn't know what to think and I sat down and he came in and he's like good morning and I uh, I'm, I was a little shocked and I was like, I'm never gonna talk to him He's not gonna be in my circle, but it turns out that um, we've become extremely close and I'm really thankful I'm he's definitely grown and uh, He has become very mature and he's a great God follower. So. Yeah, I try. <laughs> <laughs> it was hard at first to hear uh, somebody disagree with me because in my household, we all pretty much think alike in right. my family. That helped me understand, um, you know, it's okay to be friends with somebody who's different um, than you. Oh. Uh. One way we were able to become friends, even with that on the table, is instead of trying to not address it, I think trying not to address it is being a cover-up. Mm. The, the bottom line of it was, 
either you can accept this or you can accept who accept who I am with these issues or not. And there was just no need for me not to accept who Sharon is as a person because of her differing social and political views. There was, I think when you get to know that a person is a really good person in the context of Christ, it, it helps. Anybody excited about Back Creek coming to campus? It's going to be an amazing, it's an amazing deal. Um, I have a, I have a sermon. Come back next week, you'll hear it. This week I'm going to play a lot of golf. The Lord lets me. I think I would be, uh, I think I would be, almost arrogant to think that we could enter into this without prayer and so instead of doing this what we're going to do is we're going to pray some things because and you're going to have to hold that prophecy from next week because as far as the message is concerned it was unbelievable what the lord was showing you and uh so hang on to that thing because it's uh it's absolutely amazing what the lord's going to reveal in that as well He's moving. And when the Spirit of the Lord is in a place, uh, Kristen came up to me and said, right before Michael said it, she said, she just stood up with her foot, came to me and said, that right there is what heaven looks like. And then she sat back down. And then Michael said, this right here is what heaven looked like. I was like, shut up. <laughs> Isn't that great? You know, I just love being affirmed that we're at least wading in the water, hopefully get in over our heads. But God wants to show us. He wants to reveal. But he's not going to do that if we don't align ourselves with him like he wants us to. And so that's what I want to do is make sure we're aligned. And how we do that is we begin to pray the things in that we need. We need to believe God for it and ask him. You have not because you ask not. And so we're going to ask him. All right? He's already given us $2 million for the trailers, a building. He has, when I go over to Back Creek School, I'm amazed at the atmosphere that's created there it, it, and the kids and, and, and their nature and character. It's absolutely over the top. They're going to be such a great addition around. I can't wait till we have 150 kids running around here every day. It's going to be an amazing time. Things in the families that are going to be involved with that, I just can't wait to be praying for them as well. It's going to be an amazing thing. God's going to do an incredible work. But our needs really are, are for wisdom. You know, there's a time frame. We're on a clock. You know, we, we need to make sure that, uh, that, we're, that we're aware of that clock, but we can't be anxious about the clock. What we've got to do is be prayerful about the clock. God, here's the clock. We think this is the clock. We know, you know, we we even need to make sure that we know that our our, our goals and our time frames are, are your goals and time frames because we're not trying to do something on our own. What we're trying to do is find out what you're doing and join you. There's a major difference in that. We need wisdom for that. There needs to be prayer for finances. Finances are coming in, but in addition, they want to do this debt free, and so they're trying to raise all the money to do everything over there without having having any debt that goes along with it. And so I'm excited about that. So we need finances there. Prayer for re-enrollment. You know, there's, there's decisions that families are making right now as she's in the process of doing this that, that know about the move and have got to decide whether their kids are going to 
be maintained. And of course, they've got a budget that's set up on the number of kids that are coming and hopefully are expecting an increase in what might be coming. We, we've been playing um, bas uh, basketball at Robinson Church um, Gym which has been amazing, too. They've been very generous with that. And every time I go over there, these all these little girls coming out from the, the ballet class, and then there's all these young boys standing at the back waiting to play basketball afterwards. And I realized that this area is filled with students, the potential students, and kids who, who, who would be excited and be a part, could be a part of our school. So I, I think that's a growth opportunity also that's very powerful. So that, besides the 150, I was like, no, 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 we want 200. <laughs> but we anyway, go. we'll let God decide how many, right? Yeah, 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 but we can pray for 200, right, Joe? <laughs> Amen? Of course, there's all kind of... Uh, Steve Farney is the contractor, and there's all kind of movement issues that he's got to make sure. Uh, we've got, you know, the the permitting this this being submitted next week, I think, for the whole for the whole project, and we need approval on that um, quickly. Um, and then and then of course, you know, we got to put a new sewer in. I mean, there's just so much that's got to begin to take place and so we that whole move needs to be prayed for so what we're going to do is stand up and get into however many groups you want to get into and can y'all remember those things we're going to pray for we're going to pray for and we're going to take about 10 minutes to do this pray for wisdom finances re-enrollment and everything that comes with the move why don't you just partner up pray out loud pray loudly pray out loud pray loudly about all these things declare them because it's going to be a move in the spirit that makes it happen. Yes?